Have you ever hidden how much you have drunk from yourself or to your partner? Have you ever hidden a glass of wine or a bottle of beer? Have you had a few before you've gone out to a party, but you you haven't told anybody when you've turned up? If so, please listen on. I'd like to introduce a concept called radical honesty, and it's a really important tool that we have to overcome our emotional addiction to alcohol. Being radically honest means being completely open and truthful to the people around us as well as ourselves about our actions, our motivations and our shortcomings. Being radically honest is about telling the integral truth even if it feels uncomfortable. It's really hard because it really forces us to confront the imperfect reality of our lives about who we really are. We need to refrain from telling any lies if we are to be radically honest, not just the the big ones that seem important, but also those little white lies that sneak in that seemingly hurt nobody. So you might be thinking, well, why does this matter when it comes to our alcohol use? Well, it's really important on a number of fronts. Some are so obvious than others. So I'm going to address this, but first I just want to quickly list how dishonesty can manifest when it comes to your drinking. So it can be really obvious. It can be sneaking an extra glass without your partner knowing, popping an extra bottle without your partner or friends knowing, hiding your glass in the pantry or in your wardrobe or hiding it behind something on the counter, hiding your empties, sneaking out bottles to the recycling bin, Drinking home alone and denying it. Drinking in the morning when people leave. Drinking in a coffee cup to hide the fact that you're drinking alcohol. Can you, so you can see where all of that can lead to. can also be less obvious. So you might be telling yourself, telling your partner that if I open this bottle, I'm just going to have one. But really deep down inside, you know that it's going to be the whole bottle. It could also be um, accidentally drinking. So you're not clearly keeping track of how much you're consuming you're just seeking oblivion so it could be one it could be three it could be 10 drinks you're just knocking them back another one is that you're not completely honest about how much you're spending uh, on drinking you could be buying in bulk buying online buying expensive bottles of champagne but you just don't know really the vast sums that you were committing to get your alcohol so It's a whole lot more than simply being honest about your alcohol use in front of others as a natural deterrent to drinking. It's all about the plenty mindset versus the scarcity mindset. This has nothing to do with wealth. Instead, it has everything to do with our need for the world around us to be safe, predictable and orderly. When people around us are telling the truth... Even if it's less shiny than a lie, we feel more confident about the world. We feel more confident about our place in the world, about who we are, about our future. When we are telling the truth, we know ourselves more. We feel more confident about who we are. We feel more confident about our world, our place, who we are and our future. Truth-telling fosters human connection and the feeling of reliability which in turn enhances our need for safety and our feelings of safety. 
When people around us are dishonest, on the other hand, our future feels less predictable. The world doesn't seem as orderly and safe, and this increases our cognitive load or stresses in our life, and we're more likely then to go into survival mode, and this is important. Being in survival mode forces our brain to favour short-term gains in favour of long-term outcomes. As a result, we're more likely to fall into the trap of obsessive overconsumption or addiction. The eye-opening realisation here that I want you to take home is that we have the power, we are capable of creating this plenty or scarcity mindset in our own lives through honesty or lack of honesty. If we create a false reality by altering our own autobiography in order to suit our image of who we should be, we can increase our mental load, which leads to that permanent state of stress, putting ourselves into survival mode. So let me now introduce you to the concept of false self. The false self is a self-constructed persona which people create to respond to unbearable external demands or stresses. So it might look really different from person to person and we might not even know that we have one, but it can look like this. Perfectionism is one. I'm fine. I'm a fit super mom or super dad to the outside world. Everything is perfect in my life. I'm happy and content. I'm coping when really you're not. Imposter syndrome can be an element of the false self in the workplace or at home. All of this is utterly unattainable, utterly exhausting, and it can lead to that survival mode. The danger lies that creating a false self can lead to feelings also of profound emptiness. Because our true lives differ from the self-constructed false reality, we feel detached. We don't feel real. We're not present, connected. We're not alive. And this can lead to serious mental health problems. If we don't feel real, ending our lives or abandoning ourselves or poisoning ourselves by drinking large amounts of alcohol, it feels, well, inconsequential. What does it matter if I'm drinking large amounts by myself? This may sound really shocking. The truth is that the vast majority of us are really creating an alternative false self. And uh, an obvious example is what we portray on social media. All of this can lead to us feeling more detached, less connected and more empty than ever before. Radical honesty offers a way out of this emptiness, a way out of this survival mode, a way out of this danger. If we always tell the truth, we feel more authentic, we feel more alive. You know those people, those ones that are brave enough to um, be brutally honest, to go against the grain, to be, I guess, leaders when there might be a group of people that are acting a little bit dishonest. Um, in ways that might not be so obvious, but you know those people that might speak their truth. 
I've not always known my opinion. So when I was drinking, I was a bit of a fence sitter. I didn't know who I was. And I now look back and I can see it was because I had really created a false identity. I was trying to be who I thought I should be. I was a bit of a chameleon. I changed my identity depending on the social situation I was in. Well, this is part of not being radically honest and being truthful. I always, though, was drawn to people who, was, who were radically honest because I wanted a bit of that. So by strengthening our connection with our true selves and the people around us, we create safe, reliable realities and we're fostering good mental health. As long as I'm telling the truth, I'm free. So what are some of the ways that we can practice radical honesty? Well, let me tell you some. Firstly, we can avoid telling lies no matter how insignificant they seem. So our brains have a tendency to shift the boundaries of insignificance at times. It can be as little as something like this. Well, actually, yeah, I did binge watch a Netflix series today. <laughs> Another example is to reevaluate your participation in social media. You know, share your experiences, but be authentic about who you are in the outside world. Another example is if a situation you participated in didn't go to plan, assess your own contribution to it and take responsibility. You'll know when you're being a little bit deceptive. It could be, for example, when you're talking to an acquaintance um, about another friend and you're exaggerating something to be a little bit um, more reactive to get the reaction that you want. Less than above board. Stop, pause, tell the truth. Another example is to try to be authentic and open, particularly in your closest relationships, your really good friends, your partner, your close family members. Share things about yourself that you are less proud of as much as you share those things that you're really proud of. We often fear that losing our relationships if we open up about our deep, dark selves, but the opposite is actually the case. Only authenticity can lead to genuinely deep and fulfilling human connections. So yeah, I did sneak an extra glass or I had a few before I turned up. I feel a bit silly now. Um, another example, demand radical honesty from others. If you're party to a situation where others are being dishonest and you feel safe to do so, address the problem if you can. I leave you with these questions to ponder. What false identities have you created in the past or in the present? Write them down. Take notice where things are a bit deceptive. Are you dishonest in some of your behaviours when it comes to alcohol? Write them down. Get real. Are you hiding how much you drink from yourself or others? Be aware of this and the dangers and the risks that are associated with this. When it comes to survival mode, false identities, and I guess that um, feeling that we were talking about, that you might be abandoning yourself. Where could you start being radically honest? Write them down. Who would you like to be more radically honest with you? <laughs>